What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest of cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and this week I'm joined by Chris Abacon. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Ryan. Yourself? Uh, I can't complain. So uh, for the next two weeks, I'll have Chris on. So that'll be eight episodes with Chris. So uh, get get to know his face. Check us out on audio and video. Uh, we like when you double dip. So do that. Um, definitely hit up the uh, the YouTube channel. So I'm trying to grow out that uh, that user uh, base, right? Where you have a couple hundred people. Uh, but I have over 416 videos. Uh, so that's like, I don't even know how many hours of content that is. There's so much content on the YouTube uh, channel. So definitely go check that out. You can see our smiling faces. It goes back from almost the beginning of the podcast until now, right? So, oh, so that means I have over 420 uh episodes out there somewhere huh i gotta i gotta do the math i gotta figure out where those episodes are at <laughs> so check us out. Totally. yeah I, that i don't i can't figure <laughs> it out because it's it's variable right so it has to be at least at least a thousand hours out there of content oh yeah uh i was talking to somebody um actually i was talking to uh jay sanders so he'll be on the ask assist p not this week but next week and he was like there's so many gems in there you have to go through the archive and you have to start to uh find some of that content and then repurpose it and he's absolutely right i just i don't feel like it <laughs> but i have to because it yeah. i feel like i'm wasting so much content right there's there's videos out there that may have only gotten a handful of views that has like some really good stuff in there i need to push back out just maybe it more consumable right as opposed to an hour and a half i push it out four minutes this is four minutes of wisdom here you go so i have to go i have to go do it it has to happen i have to to invest in myself uh and and make it happen but uh i say all that to say let's let's uh uh discuss what we're going to talk about today right so this is the friday episode this is chris's first friday episode uh shannon is on vacation he'll be back in a couple of weeks uh i want because this is chris's first friday episode i want him to uh you know do a quick introduction of himself uh his cybersecurity uh origin story and then what he currently does and then we're going to pivot because I know Friday's episode is supposed to be non-cyber related. We're going to pivot from that into movies, books, games. We're going to find out more about Chris and his, his hobbies, all that good stuff, all within 35 to 45 minutes. That, that is the target, right? So like it. With, that, with that being said, uh, Chris, uh, give us a little bit of your background, right? Uh, who you are, where you're from, your, how'd you get into cyber and what you currently do? Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chris Abacon. Uh, I'm a Navy veteran. I have over 10 years of experience in IT. I'm originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Um, graduated from the University of Minnesota with an undergrad in economics. Um, but my first job in the Navy was actually, uh, I was a, a, an IT, so information systems technician, right? But my first job in the Navy was actually a CND blue teamer. Uh, so I was a blue team analyst. So immediately I had to learn, uh, get, get into weeds of Linux. You know, I had to learn, you know, several scanning tools, um, USB detect, right? So I worked on the analysis side of the house. So really, that that's a lot of it was just luck, right? I was actually supposed to go to a, a PC, a patrol coastal ship, right? Somewhere in the Middle East, in Bahrain. But, you know, before I got worse, this place, it's called Navy Information Operations Command in Norfolk. I, I was actually on leave when I found out, hey, you're actually going to this command. So it, it kind of all worked out for me because um, I got into the cybersecurity field from the get-go. So I consider myself blessed and having that. But after my 
short stint there, I actually worked at a joint communication sport element, JCSC. I was there with Brian, actually. We were in the schoolhouse together and really uh, uh, definitely grew a lot there. Um, you know, we worked in tactical communications, got to learn a lot of the operations side of the house. So I'm coming from the analysis side from my first place. And then, all, and then now we're on the operations side, the more networking engineering side to where we're more of a, in a communicator role, right? So I worked there for the, the engineering. Uh, we did the, you know, tactical communications for a bit. And, and uh, ended up, last gig there was a uh, operations planner. So that was also less physician because it was a lot of, uh, me getting into the you know business processes, me getting into the planning and project management of actual IT. Um, so that was an uh, amazing experience. And then from there, became uh, an IT manager over at the Fort Fleet or Jacksonville. Um, yeah, and there's where I really got deep into the cybersecurity field through the, something called the risk management framework. So we have a process that um, we go through to accredit networks, uh, so programs of record or networks within uh, commands, right, that basically says, hey, Navy will say, can you be on this network? Can you be on our uh, information systems or not, right? So uh, my experience there um, in seeing the big picture, big Navy, really helped me get to where I am today, right? So I'm really thankful for everything, everything that's led me to where I am today. So I've transitioned out of the military. So now I work as a cybersecurity consultant and uh, that's why I'm here today, right? So being able to provide my fountain of wisdom, right? <laughs> right, um, right. right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to be on the podcast. I'm excited to get, uh, I'm just excited to be here. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you having me here. Oh, no, no worries, man. Like you you definitely fit uh, all the things I look for in a uh, co-host. So uh, I was like, to, in the past, right? Because we, we do have over 400 episodes, so we're very consistent. But if either Shannon or myself had something going on, like a vacation or what have you, we just would gap that that week. Um, and this is where we're now in season two, right? We have over 400 episodes. And I was like, I don't want to gap this one, uh, especially not for two weeks. I hate doing it solo. Uh, people have experienced the solo, Ryan. I need, um, I need to get those those videos better yeah. <laughs> lots of uhs and ums as i'm talking to the vacuum um mm -hmm. I, I experienced the same thing when i uh when i was teaching um as an adjunct if if the the students come off their cameras it is weird it feels like i'm just talking into a void and that's I, I need someone to bounce things off of like i think it just makes for a better episode so i was like i don't want to do a solo one um and i was like i don't want to gap it um, so I was thinking, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna hit up Chris. I'm gonna see if he has the, the time. Cause I obviously is a, a big time commitment, but also if he's even, even interested, like I've hit people up, um, sparingly in the past. Uh, cause you, you see, you see Aisha on here a lot. You saw Miguel on here. Um, uh, we've had, uh, Chelsea Pierre. I, I forgot to mention her, uh, in the previous labor, um, market, um, topic, like she is, uh, uh, training. She is education. She is also um, helping people to start their own businesses, right? So we have all these people I can always get back on the show, but not in two days notice. <laughs> so it's like, hey, Chris, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, and it's just serendipitous, just, just like uh, me knowing Chris, right? So I've known you for uh, about eight years now, I want to say. Yeah, so 2015, 15, yep, that's yeah, October or like, you know, November, I yep. think. Yeah, that's, yep. that's when I met you. Yep. you we're in the, the schoolhouse together, and I remember yeah. we, uh, 
Yeah, I remember when we first got there, I was like, hey, sir, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> was it um, uh, the army, uh, the instructors like, go to call me, sir, I work for a living. And I, I was, uh, Sergeant <laughs> Baker. Sergeant yep, Baker, Sergeant yeah. Baker. And, yep, yep. Yeah, I remember that. And <laughs> I, just, I remember that interaction. I was like, man, that was, that was, that was weird to watch. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, thank you for reminding me. I forgot the yeah. joint experience was was weird. Because um, so I, I I still do it. I have to get out of doing it as well in the civilian sector. But everybody is sir, ma'am, right? Until you you yeah. otherwise, or you tell me otherwise. But yeah, my interactions with the the army for the first time weird. Weird, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I get it. That's their culture, right? I, no doubt, I, I no it. doubt. Yeah. So we we went through uh, uh, what's called JSAT C, right? It's it's making you an all around communicator. Um, it's uh, 16 weeks, like you, we all arrived, we're all different services, right? We had Navy, Army, Marines, and Air Force, no Coasties, uh, but now I think they have uh, Guardians in there as well, so like they're almost still, yeah, they, they, they're full full joint uh, still, but it's called the uh, Joint Communication Support Element, JCSE, they're down here in Tampa, um, they are the voice heard around the world, right? So calm guys for hire, basically. Um, if you need something, whether you be a three-letter agency or uh, uh department of defense joint chiefs of staff uh your uh your operators of various calibers you come to us we throw people out of planes uh we we have people in water like we're full spectrum communicators uh i loved it that that is where i where i started to pivot into cybersecurity myself um uh it's, it's this episode's not about me but just to remind everybody so my, my background being uh it engineering right so i'm a network guy by trade uh, and then I pivoted into cyber around the same time Ab uh, Chris was. I almost called you Abacon. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get used to first names. Yeah, yeah um, right. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, we've kept up with each other ever since. I think uh, I was there for five years. You were there for four years? Yeah, four years. Yeah. Yeah, four years. Ended uh, year. Yep. And then, uh, you know, always kept up with Chris uh, while I was in uh, Turkey. He was in um uh Portsmouth and then and then Jacksonville right were you at Portsmouth at any point no 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 I was in Norfolk okay. before I was at uh Tampa oh okay gotcha yeah. right, right after Tampa I went to Jacksonville gotcha gotcha uh and then uh just serendipitous right like he he decided that he was ready to trans transition out of the Navy uh we were uh both in the the Tampa area and now we work for the same company so that's pretty cool like, love it you never know um like military always has you always make right. lifelong friends in the military it's crazy no doubt. I, I definitely I, I big ups to to the uh the military in general uh but it, it just it just keeps coming around right like i just keep running the people i've met before and i'm just like hey that's crazy we're all out here now that's <laughs> Doing great thing. like uh, i said it's thankful to everything that's led me to this point i mean it's, it's just been a wild ride and uh, I'm, I'm just like, excited for what the future holds, specifically with like this podcast and all the things we just discussed, right? AI, you know, all, you know, the labor workforce. I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff and a lot of potential out there. And I think it, at least with our community, we're recognizing that potential. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, as leaders, we're, we're going to have to, you know, start catering, like helping mentor, you know, prospective professionals in this field. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just excited to be part of that process. Yeah, absolutely. And then the the reason for the platform, right? So uh, to highlight and showcase people of color and to grow the field um, and basically, hey, we made it or hey, we know people who made it, right? So like I have like those those people who are like doing humongous things out there that will 
pop in and do a Thursday episode with me. It's, it's amazing. I feel blessed. I'm, I'm so uh, thankful for for the inspiration, right? Because I, I don't believe it was something that uh, I was planning on doing. It's just something that like, I kind of fell into. I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to retire from the Air Force. Uh, and the DOD is a melting pot. The civilian sector, not so much. <laughs> I mm-hmm. need to start networking yeah, and making connections, right. right? And then I just fell into it like I can help, right? So uh, again, the platform's not, uh, it's not humongous. Like we're trying to get there. So definitely like, share, subscribe. I'll fit it in there. Uh, share with your nerdy friends, all that good stuff uh, to help grow the platform. But we're hoping that we can just help in the, in the field, right? Because there's, uh, as the, the previous article we talked about, there's 700,000 projected vacancies here in the U.S. alone. That could be so much growth for uh, our community, right? There's a job for you. Um, you just have to figure out how to get there. And we have to help um, the field as well understand that your uh, if you're looking for potential, it's there. If you're looking for uh, a CISP with with five years of experience, that's not there, <laughs> right? Per se, like you're asking for the wrong things. We need to make sure that they're asking the right questions, looking for the right people, because the potential is there. Uh, you just, you're, you're, you're kneecapping them at the ATS system, which is uh, unfortunate. So with that being said, uh, everything else, right? So we, now we know your background, we know you're going to be here. Uh, for the next couple of weeks and you'll you'll pop in from time to time uh, uh as well if i can oh, for sure if I can, if I can book you you know like yeah you're for sure up. you're getting busy out yeah there. i like it it's <laughs> i mean it also helps me you know well one you know really get get, get comfortable with this with this uh platform right being able to speak um you know to a screen by speaking in front of a group of people right i mean you alluded to previously where it's like it's so difficult to talk to when it seems like you're just talking by yourself with no feedback, right? And it, that's that's to me. I, that's why I love the in-person meetings where you can see, hey, how how is somebody uh, looking at you? How is somebody how is somebody's body language, right? right you yeah, miss out on levels. all those. You miss out on all those cues that you you're not really you don't really think about until you you know you're put in a position like, hey, you're presenting these slides. But guess what? Oh crap! I, I made all my my entire screens my slides, and I can't see you know the audience. Yeah. It's like oh crap! Now I'm just reading right versus hey getting on gallery view and doing it like that. So there's little ways that you can figure out how to make things easier for you. But, you know, it, it's all different. It's all relative based on the preferences of whoever's presenting or you know on the person. But yeah, there's there's just a yeah me getting a little bit of practice on this or just just getting myself out there. I'm just. I really uh, want to, again, I just want to say thanks for the uh, inviting the opportunity to be here. Oh, no problem. Thank, thank you. Like, uh, again, like everybody who, who starts by the show, they, they bring a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and uh, just things that uh, are, are unique to themselves and, and potential paths to get people into the, uh, into the field, right? So I, I love having uh, guests on the show. And again, I just don't like talking by myself. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not my favorite thing, right? Because then when I listen yeah, to the episode, it's like, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> um, Three ums but, and no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. And those are all natural in 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 speech, right? But it's just something about just you by yourself. It just makes every um longer. It's like yeah, <laughs> I'm always um, jealous of people that can talk without breaks or ums, right? It's so just... we we witnessed that. Uh, uh, so uh, again, like um, we we know a lot of people from JCSC. So you have uh, oh, yeah. 
uh, Jeff Lodick is is um, oh my God. One, of my, one of my mentors, Amazing. right? Like he he helped helped me like get the podcast rolling and stuff like that because he's a podcast host as well as an author and things of that nature. But he's also a public speaker. And man, I was jealous. Like we went to the the PMP PMI oh, Tampa yeah. chapter where he spoke. Not an um or an uh, right? And <laughs> for the, an hour, an hour. But the the crazy, <laughs> the, the most amazing part is that he kept all of us engaged with techniques that we didn't even think about, right? Yeah. Like at the very end of it, he was like, "Hey, if you got everybody standing up, clapping for you, it doesn't really matter what you said previously or something to that effect." <laughs> yeah. I was just stunned. Like, man, this is amazing. I, I'm not gonna forget that. And Jeff, if you're listening to me, your mom, and uh, uh, yeah, really appreciate that. That was great. Like. I, again, again, just need a little bit of practice, uh, practice and really uh, refining your craft. And then yeah. what's going to be hard for me is, hey, I'm going to go back to YouTube and watch myself talking. And I'm going to have to self-critique, right? It's a little, oh, yes, that's, that's, that's the most difficult part too, <laughs> man, is listening to yourself, which is, and nobody likes the sound of their own voice. So I'm definitely going to have to come up with a, either, you know, better you know, microphone system or something. <laughs> To give myself a little bit more bass, you know, some some more manly, you know. Right, yeah. right. right. Tell everybody turn turn your bass up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. So, uh, what everybody's here for, right? So, th- this ep- episode's uh, movies, books, games, uh, TV shows, all that good stuff. So, uh, with that being said, how was your week? What did you do, you know, outside of work? And uh, what what did you do uh, over the weekend, right? Right. So, actually, uh, so. Uh, what I did over the week, actually, I am studying for my CSP exam. So I'm knocking out a lot. Of, yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> I read, I, I'm not, a, I'm not much of a reader. I tried, you know, I, I read parts of the book of the official study guide where I, you know, I look at, you know, gaps of my knowledge. I'll, I'll go over like yeah. Zigbee, right? Like, what the heck is Zigbee? Because I saw it on a practice exam and I had to go back in there and look what it was. And, Turns out it's 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 a, a secure Bluetooth you know protocol or mechanism, right? So I've been studying uh, probably you know two or three hours a day, just going over practice questions, you know, watching YouTube videos. And I'm very much a visual and audio, oral learner, right? I, yeah. I, I, it's, it's difficult for me to put down and just put myself you know in a position where I'm just reading unless there's nothing around me completely. That's the only thing I can do and. I think that's the only way I could actually, you know, put myself in a book. But I'm like, but there's so many ways to just learn nowadays with all these methods and, you know, ways of uh, absorbing information and taking in content. Me, I like videos. Um, and I like to, actually, I enjoy taking practice tests. So that, I've been doing a lot of practice tests. I'm actually up right here. There it is. Ooh, you can see that. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Um, yeah, I try to knock out, you know, and understand, right? You know, not just like going over and memorizing the questions. It's right, like understanding right. the questions and why, why see uh, is it too right writes a question like this? So understanding the methodology of an exam, I think that's that's what's going to help me out. Um, for fun, right? Right. <laughs> I I say, yeah, it, <laughs> for fun, I can do it, and I still uh, I'm a big runner, right? So I, I enjoy exercise. I wasn't running as much as in my P- JCC days, right? Uh, yeah, running down Bayshore. So if, you're, yeah. if anyone's listening to this, right? So we yeah. live in the greater Tampa area. So Bayshore is the longest, contig- longest continuous sidewalk. Road. Yeah, longest sidewalk in the contiguous states. Is that the uh-huh. way it is? I don't Contig- know. The thing is like 10 uh-huh. miles long. It's like 10 miles of beachfront like people who live there are multi-millionaires i think it's closer um, to like four and a half i'm not sure but from like i uh, was it oh yeah from back, back and forth yeah yeah 
Ballast Point Park to downtown Tampa, right? You don't have, you don't, you know, what is it? There's no stoplights or anything. Actually, until you get to the convention center area, right? That little bridge. Yeah, you can but you can go there. the entire way without ever having to, you know, cross the uh, cross the street, which is mm-hmm. really the appeal for that road. And um, I think you're gonna look at the fact that you'll see you'll see these military guys with boots and you know big backpacks, right, right, brush, yeah. you know, and then the, the the beautiful people where you're just like, where do you work at? Like, how do you afford to be over here? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was always great because you'd see the same people, right? What was it uh, was it Friday mornings? You know, uh, Friday mornings, whatever it might be a run or it might be a ruck or you know, ruck march is when you, yeah, you know, when you put it in weight. Uh, Put a heavy backpack on just it's it's how you get your disability fast. right that's that's the key to disability is ruck rucking yeah <laughs> ruck is the answer like my knees Definitely. still hurt like why oh, do yeah. you do that <laughs> you want to yeah disability uh, so i, I never rucked after i never had to ruck after like i, I rucked right. and then i i broke myself it's like right. why <laughs> I remember those first blisters. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Because apparently, there's techniques. There's, you're supposed to wear a specific type of socks and make sure you're using foot powder or you know things to keep you dry, right? There's a yeah. lot of these ways. These, of course, being in an adult environment, meaning um, multiple services, right? I, me being Navy, that was the first time I ever put it on a rock when I went to a joint command, right? So it, it was it was definitely a blast. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I talking about? Running, right? So yes. we used to run a lot. I used to run a lot uh, down Bayshore, so I, I do still run. I do a lot of exercise. So uh, I do I do work full time remote now. But uh, my wife and I actually we started doing some of the Apple fitness workouts, right? So we okay. we we pay for the family. Was it Apple One, right? So everybody, yeah. I think it's like five uh, family members to include yourself with that, which has a uh, you get Apple News, you'll get uh, You'll get Apple Music, Apple Arcade, Apple TV, right? So Apple TV on five instances, which is nice. And then there's Apple Fitness. So I was like, man, we're, we're talking. And it's like, let me give this Apple Fitness a try, right? So we didn't, have, we don't have any weights inside the, the place, right? So we wanted to do some type of body weight exercises. We went through a 40 or yeah, was it a 40 minute hit training, which was a lot of it was plyometrics. And yeah. I'm very impressed with it. Apple uh, Fitness. It's actually a pretty legit and fantastic way to get in shape or maintain shape. So we, we did that a few times this week. Um, and then I, this week, I've been looking forward to seeing Oppenheimer, right? So I want to go see that in IMAX and that's going to be super exciting. Hopefully uh, next time I'm on here, I'll, I'll be reviewing it spoiler free or, you know, maybe right. watch it as well, but it was yeah, I'm pretty excited. Anything Christopher Nolan puts out, it's usually. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So so first off, uh, good luck to you and your vision. If you go into the IMAX to watch the bomb be dropped. You're, you're yes. Corneas. <laughs> Scarred corneas. But thing number two is I probably will not go see it in theaters. I, I do want the experience, but it's too long. Mm-hmm. That's too long, and I get it. It's three hours. Three I, need hours. The, I need the ability to watch in my own home where I can hit pause, I go to the bathroom, where I can pick it up the next right. day. Like, like the Justice League uh, uh, Snyder cut. Like that was mm-hmm. perfect. It was in my house. I watched over two days. <laughs> so I'll probably do the same thing for uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Opera Hopper. Um, like so the Lord of the Rings editions. Just like hey, I can't yeah. watch it one way. It's, it's way too dang long. Yeah, so I'm gonna to have to miss out on the IMAX experience. So I am jealous. Um, 
but that's just too long. I just can't sit in that seat. And it's, I don't know, maybe at this theater I could. We go to the B&B theater. I don't know if you've been to one of those. It's a, it's like the third largest chain or something like that, but they have like the reclining seats that heat up and stuff like that. So maybe, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, so for once in a, I mean, the way I see it, right? It's only gonna be an IMAX for so long. So I wanna experience this movie to its fullest, right? Um, I didn't get to see, um, what was it? Uh, not Interstellar, but um, it was uh, the Tenet. I didn't get to see Tenet at IMAX. And I, I wish I did, because I love that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like Interstellar, right? IMAX, incredible, right? So it's just once in a lifetime. I'm not gonna get the opportunity. And whenever, you know, Oppenheimer goes straight to streaming in like a few months, I'm not sure, right? It's been, it's been different depending on the movie, but I mean, some movies have been, it, streaming it after two months in theaters right which is right just crazy to think about right so the incentive to even go to the movie theaters knowing that it's going to be on streaming there's there's not a lot of it unless you have stuff like this where hey you're not going to be able to experience the sound the the sight right right it's an, it's an event yeah yeah it's an event right it's an event and that's how i treat uh, uh nolan movies so uh, I'm just excited to see it. I'm super pumped to see it. And I did have to plan like two weeks in advance because like it is a time commitment, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I can't wait to hear uh, about your experience. Like, uh, and I, I will see it. I just, I, I think I'm going to wait for it to uh, to stream. And it, mm-hmm. like you said, probably like three, four months it'll be on some stream. I don't know if it's going to be HBO because him, him and HBO are... HBO is usually the, the, the first. Yeah. It, it might be, it, it may be... Like who, who owns this movie? It's not Warner. Is uh, it, I don't is remember. It Universal, maybe I don't know, but it, it'll be on one of these various streaming platforms mm-hmm. uh, in the next three to four months. Um, I can't wait to see it. Come here, really great things about it. And there's also some 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 backlash uh, because there's some parts are omitted, right? Like I didn't know that uh, his lab area, like where he built his labs, people lived there, and they were forced out. So that's a big controversy. Yeah. So like huh. if you look at social media, there's a, a lot of information that was kind of historically buried about how that all experience, like and that's not to, to tarnish or ruin the movie experience because it's it's not just because it's not talked about doesn't mean that uh, it's it's going to make it for a bad movie. However, I think it coming out and then having the history talked about is, is an awesome on-ramp to learning about uh eminent domain and how it impacts communities and things of that nature so i think that's actually a good for this movie to come out for us to find out about how the government was just like yoink <laughs> like all this <laughs> land we need this right and, and how, how it, it displaced families and it still impacts them to this day so i would definitely uh i'm going to learn more about it because of this movie which is is, is cool right um because that history would still be buried um and it, it's good like if you don't learn from your history you're doing to repeat it so it's good yeah. to see things like this pop up. So I think both of those things can exist in the world and, and not be a right or left situation, right? Because how the, the me- social media is taking it. <laughs> so uh, go experience the movie you want to see the movie. Like, mm-hmm. It's not gonna it's not gonna benefit or harm the people who are already harmed uh, in, in the in the domain situation. But now you can go and learn about those people and uh, potentially how you can support them as well. So I think it's a win-win type situation based upon you know, a lose lose uh right. with the eminent domain and the atomic bomb. <laughs> you know <what laughs> I mean? People are forgetting about that. Like 
So hopefully the gravity of that's also in this movie because that that'll be interesting. And I, I think no no one will do it right. So I, I'm very interested in seeing it um, once it's uh, uh, at at my crib. So, um, but you said with running. So I remember you used to run like ten miles. You still doing that? Uh, not recently. I haven't been. I mean, I want to. I want to run the Gasparilla here next year. This I haven't done the half marathon. I did a half marathon last year. So I did actually did two last year. Right. Oof. I was getting back to that peak. Uh, you know, okay. fitness. But then after after the, I did, I kind of over overdid it, and I kind of hurt myself. And I realized I'm not as young as I used to be. You know, I'm 35 now. But like, um, I think you're. I don't know. Maybe I think the prime of a man's uh at least male uh endurance probably like late 20s early 30s and yeah, i'm like yeah, I'm saying, yeah. so my recovery times are less but yeah i did two last year early last year so that was the last time i ran a half marathon but i ran the gasparilla right since i left tampa right okay. so that's that's gonna be exciting so i'm ran the gasparilla was like 2019 actually maybe it's 19 or was it 20 Either way, I want I want to do it again. So I need to build back up. So the way, at least the way that I train for running is that throughout the week, at least the work week, I do you know shorter runs, right, mm-hmm. uh, varying from you know two to four miles, depending on if I lift or cross train that day. But what I would usually do is on either Saturday, most likely Sunday mornings, I would uh, do a longer run. So. That run would probably half, maybe a little bit less than half of the total miles run, run that week. So in my uh, prime, so to speak, I was doing like double digit runs on uh, double yeah. digit distances on on that Sunday. And that's really you don't want to run all like that all, all the time, but you want to be able to build up to that 13, 14, whatever miles it is uh, your your goals are. But yeah, like it's, I'm, I'm excited to get back into it, you know, and back into like serious running. Uh, that, that I think the last year has been very, just the transition period, right? For me get, getting out of the military, you know, looking for employment, things of that nature. It's just been less, less consistent. Now that I found like home base again here in Tampa, uh, finding that, you know, level of, uh, you know, like comfort, we're settled here now. So definitely get more into back into my hobbies. I, I like uh, photography. Like I actually, I've had a Adobe photo subscription for a while, right? So I, that means, I, I don't know if you know, how, everybody here knows how Adobe works, but it's, it's all subscription-based. So for you to be able to use their Photoshop or, you know, at, at the higher ends, like Creative Cloud or, you know, uh, Premiere Pro for video editing, you got to pay monthly, right? Um, so I actually installed it on my MacBook Pro, which is, you know, a, a creator lot. So I've actually finally right. got to start using it once With I had the display and all that. Good yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. So I finally got to start using it and actually downloaded the Photoshop beta, which actually has that generative fill, you know, kind of going back to the AI that we were talking about earlier. Yeah but it's got that generative fill and started really playing around with that. And it's been a lot of fun. You know, some of the uh, outputs have been less uh, optimal. Like I have a picture of myself and, it, and you can, if you give it the, the right command or, you know, you know, prompt, I can change. Like, let's say if I pick a picture of this frame right now, right? Just like this. And then highlighted my, my t-shirt area. I could actually have the AI uh, put me in a suit or, you know, something else or, get the background to be completely uh, like me in a beach. Right. But right. it's, it's produced kind of weird results, right? <laughs> Cause it's never like, it's, it's drawing from, uh, you know, the 
nearly infinite amount of data from the internet, you know, however, yeah. however, uh, Adobe is collected, uh, data and it's, it's stitching something up. Right. And because it's in beta phase, right. You get to give it a thumbs up, thumbs down every time it's done doing it. So it, it's, it's a cool thing. And I've been getting into that more recently. Um, yeah, it's, and also I'll be uh, traveling next month. Actually. Yeah. Like in a few weeks here, I'll be, I'll be going to Greece for uh for a wedding so that's gonna be exciting that's awesome yeah uh, i don't have the i don't have the creator tools you know the the gimbals and stuff like that but that'd be cool to at least maybe explore you know making some travel videos you know just exploring the artistic side of myself right, right. and then you know getting that artistic uh output out there but yeah that's kind of what i've been doing Okay. So yeah, I, I would be interested in watching the, uh, a Chris Avacon travel uh, blog. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, and you, I mean, you already have the the main tool um, being a, uh, a smartphone, right? Because yeah. like, cam I mean, cameras, cameras of those things are not bad anymore. Like they're, I mean, they're actually pretty impressive. Definitely. So some of the iPhone capabilities, the newer like yeah. 14 Pros, they have like cinema mode. I mean, really, if you can frame your you know videos correctly, and I think I think the difficulty for me would be like sound, right? I've, I haven't played around with any of that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, like what is it? Uh, there's Final Cut Pro, Adobe Premiere. I think Final Cut Pro is the Apple one, and Adobe Premiere is probably what I'll end up using because I'm already in the Adobe ecosystem. But I've read that it's very involved and requires a lot of, you know, nuance. It's like learning Excel for the first time with PowerPoint mm -hmm. or first time. it's like something brand new. It's cool to just have that skill in my back pocket. It's just also, it's a lot of fun too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to, cause I, I know you're, you're pretty busy, right? So you're, you're in the midst of your transition, which I am six months in to my transition it doesn't it's it's still i'm still doing transition stuff right like yeah right yeah. It doesn't, doesn't let up for uh, probably the, the first year but mm -hmm. so i know you're in the midst of your transition right you're settling into your new home because you're, you're back down here in the uh, greater tampa area uh you started a uh, uh a new career right so you're you're doing all that you got to see Oppenheimer. that that's that's a quarter of your life right there yeah spending that chair i love uh, it any any uh, gaming, any TV series you've picked up uh, recently, anything like that? So gaming, I haven't been gaming in a while. What, actually, I did download uh, on my smartphone I, Final Fantasy VI. So I've been doing, I've been okay. going back in time. So uh, Final Fantasy VI is probably my favorite Final Fantasy. So um, I mean, seven's amazing. Everybody loves Final Fantasy VII. Um, but I think Final Fantasy VI is on par with it in terms of story and, you know, gameplay, um, plot. I think it was just, I think it was ahead of its time. So I've, I've been uh, playing around with that every now and then. Um, additionally, I want to do, I want to play uh, Chrono Trigger again. So I'm probably oh, going to. Wow. Yeah, it's a classic. I love those, I love those 90s, um, you know, 2D games. They're just right. something so about. Atlanta, Chrono Cross. Yes, yeah. yes. There's just something about reading text. Right. And then just, I think it's versus, you know, uh, you got the voice acting, you got these new Final Fantasies with the fancy video and graphics. There's something about um, something so simple where you can really just imagine it in your head. It's, it's weird. Thing. I think the creative juices in my head are working more when I'm, you know, use it when I'm ingesting or when I'm consuming old media. Right. And that's why it's, yeah, it's a nostalgia factor, but I, I do enjoy it a lot um in terms of tv shows uh there's a what was it uh 
we watched Beef on Netflix. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, go watch that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Beef was fantastic. Uh, and then actually my wife and I, we, we're actually really big into British TV and uh, we like, uh, okay. we have a BritBox subscription, which is uh, either you can do an Amazon add-on or you can get it as a standalone streaming service. But it's got shows like we've been really watching a show called Father Brown. It's about a um, it's about a Catholic priest who solves crime, and like it's it's ridiculous, right? It's like about a Catholic <laughs> priest who uh, likes to solve crimes in his local small town uh, okay. in the UK, right? And it's I mean, it's got the typical tropes, right? You got the cop, the the inspector, right? Who's right. why are you always interfering with my you know investigation and. And he's really just butthurt because this priest who shouldn't have any business doing investigations is like just right. it's better, better than he is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just a silly, you know, it's a silly concept. It's just, but it's it's something different with British TV where it's it's, it's not too serious, right? And it's not like it's hard to describe, right? American television has a lot of these flashy, has a lot of these aspects of look at me, pop, right? Fancy music or the or the quick um what's it when it, it's only uh the sound when it's uh it's doing that excited uh audio noise where it's just like a right right a lot of a lot of american tv is like that you watch any like crime show it'll have something just over dramatized versus british tv i think it's definitely more even keel when you watch it it's just like very dry humor and i think i enjoy that a lot i think some of it's just better written you know i mean but that's just the we really like british television I think we just have a crime uh who done it they call it right who 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 did it right who right, did the right. who performed the crime we just love that type of tv um that's yeah that's, awesome. those are my uh those are my recent uh entertainment uh ventures that's awesome so this this uh this episode structure a little bit differently because i definitely wanted to get your like, kind of like a semi-interview right so people get to know who you are so that way next mm-hmm. week uh, like uh, it will go right into the 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 regular rigmarole, the ebb and flow, and all that good stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna land a plane three minutes. I'm gonna run down my my week in three minutes. And I'm gonna also end the episode right, so I can hit those those, those time constraints as well as get you into Oberheimer. Right? Yeah. I promise. I promise we'll be done at a certain time, and that's where we're gonna be at. So first off, uh, so quick recap. First off. Uh, we are now mortal enemies because I also have an Apple One subscription, but I do not mess with their fitness because we're a Peloton <laughs> family over here. We only rep Peloton things, all right? We got the train, yeah. got the bike, all right? That's what we do <laughs> over here. Got the shirts, all right? right. So now we we are now no longer cool. Um, but no, that, that's great that you're still in the fitness. I have not had the treadmill in, in a couple of weeks. I promised that on Monday I was going to start it up again. I run treadmill because my knees, back, and uh, feet, have seen better days and the low impact is better for me. So I do not run outside if I can help it. Uh, thing number two, I did not get any gaming in this week because work has been kicking my butt, but I planned on uh, next week, I'm gonna put Zelda in, I'm gonna play it, it's gonna happen. All right, I'm going back to Tears of the Kingdom. That game is amazing. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I, I did get in uh, a show. So um, I've been watching ZOM 100, the anime. It's on Netflix. Um, it starts off kind of kind of regular anime trope uh, zombie type situation, but it's starting to, to change, right? It's talking more about uh, less less about the zombies and more about the other characters. And we, I talked about this with Shannon in the past. Like he 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 did not like The Walking Dead, but it feels more like Walking Dead than it does a normal zombie anime. So I would definitely suggest it's on Netflix. It's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, and then 
I'm starting up Foundation Season 2. So Foundation uh, is on uh, Apple+. Plus. Uh, season 1 was a little dry. It moved a little bit slow. However, Season 2, it it's about to go down. At least that's what they allude to in the uh, trailers, right? So I'm going to start that one up. And I see Invasion's coming back. So Invasion, I did not like the first season. Uh, it's It was very slow. They didn't, would not show me the thing. And then when they finally did show me the creature, I was less than impressed. Um, and oh, there was a movie. What movie did I uh, watch? I watched um, Bird Box Barcelona. I got that in. So I watched the first Bird Box. It was on Netflix. It was a, a hit, right? Like everybody went crazy. Sandra Bullock, like uh, crazy sci-fi horror. Uh, the second one feels the budget's a little bit smaller. The characters are all people I did not know before. But it progressed the world, right? It's world building. They're trying to turn it into a series. So I would suggest if you like the first Bird Box, watch this one. But don't expect Sandra Bullock like uh caliber right mm -hmm. it's it's we're, we we want to continue the series but we don't have Sandra Bullock money all the time so <laughs> if you support and you watch it there might be another bar there might be another uh bird box in a different location right because they're trying to show like the perspective from all over the world and kind of how we're trying to figure out like what is going on and how we can go back to normal normalcy um so and if you like the torture uh you know trope like you see the thing and then you automatically off yourself it, it's a they had that in spades so <laughs> if that's your thing you'll you'll also like the series but that's it that's me that's me for the week um so again i greatly appreciate you come on the show uh chris i'm gonna have you on next week definitely for those who are listening check out uh this we have a full week for the next two weeks so monday tuesday and wednesday were our topics where we talked about the sec's new rules we talked about ai mirroring and, and the implications of it on uh on people uh, and on potential bad actors using it. Uh, we talked about the labor shortage. That is still 700,000 uh, vacancies in the US alone in cybersecurity. And then uh, on Thursday, I'm gonna have uh, Derek King Jr. on the show and we'll talk to him about um, defense contracting and his, uh, his business that he's starting up. So with that being said, definitely continue to tune in, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Go to the YouTube channel, please subscribe. So we can plus up those numbers. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week. So uh, hit me up at RyRy Security Guys, RYRY Security Guy, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads. And where can they find you, Chris? Just yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, just Chris Abacon. So last time I spelled A Bacon. So it's pretty easy to find. But definitely hit me up, send me a message. You want to talk, talk shop or talk uh, cybersecurity, I'm there. There it is. Stay safe, stay secure. Thank you.